Um, okay, now give me one second. Intermission. Shit in here. Honestly, man, they say get a cat. They're supposed to be our first ever life shit on the show. All right, uh, wait, wait, wait. and it stinks. Content catch up. Friends and enemies, welcome back to episode what up? eighteen of the content catch up. Michael Barker on the other end of the microphone, as you can see there, looking looking sharp. How are you? Michael? Hi, everyone. Great, great. How are you, Jules? I'm going well, thank you. Um, bit of a bit of a back to the morning for us. Um, don't know how this is going to go. We're shifting times around, left, right, and center. Well, um, but we, we I are. did su- I did suggest last night. Um, well, the night before, but you must have a busy social life, which is pretty hard to believe considering we can't actually get out and about. So I feel like you're just avoiding what me you if you want to. We can't get out and about. We can get out and about. It's well, uh, not, not really, right, though. The yeah, but like. Are, are flowing. Limits everywhere. Limits. Unless, limits you know, restrictions. Yeah. Anyway. 25K, that's plenty. I know you live in in bloody kill site and there's You can't get anywhere. 20, 25K <laughs> of you, but there's, there's not stuff a, going there's, on. <laughs> There's not a shop within 25Ks from it. <laughs> no. Uh, it's, let's get a little recap of your week. You've been watching a, a lot of basketball, but I want to ask you something before we get started. Okay. LeBron. Uh, mate, LeBron. Changing yeah. numbers. Thoughts? How do you feel about it? don't really have any thoughts on this. He's known to do this a bit. Go back from his six to, well, he was six in Miami and he was six in um, when he plays in the Olympics, but. I don't don't have any thoughts actually, but you know, if that brings him back to some Miami form, that'd be sweet. I don't know. I don't. Do you I don't, have thoughts? I always thought it's like it's kind of funny that in NBA, um, they like take their numbers with them, like it's such a big deal. Yeah. Well, it's like so, like Chris Paul, like when he changes. I, I was thinking about this the, this the other day, like. Half the people talk to him and refer to him as CP3. So if he went to the Sabre Suns and for whatever reason he couldn't, it just looks like a whole different, not yeah. player, but it's just like his whole brand. Um, it's completely but, changed. Yeah. I think what most people talk about though is what uh, numbers the team retire, which doesn't really, I don't really care about that. But like, do the Lakers retire two numbers? Like, what if he only played like, what if someone only played like a couple of seasons for the Lakers? As number six, and they're still LeBron, but anyway, it's interesting. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't know. So the Lakers at the moment have only retired eight and 24. Is that correct? Or are they, oh no, they'd have, have to retire them. No, they'd have to retire like all the magics and stuff, surely. Mm. I thought they really retired know. Kobe's one. But why I brought that up is did you hear the reason that he wasn't allowed to switch this year? No. Like, oh, maybe, unless it was I need a, need a refresher. So this is great. So obviously, like, um, LeBron's a Nike athlete, I think. Anyway, like the Lakers are a Nike endorse, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so before the year started, the Nike had gone out and produced all these number 23 LeBron jumpers. Uh. So they had this massive, like, backlog of – LeBron 23 jumpers, and that's why he wasn't allowed to change at the start of last year. All right. Yeah, well, that makes there, sense. There you go, and The more you know. The more you know. And, Jules, last week you mentioned LeBron giving his jersey to Devin Booker, which now Devin Booker <laughs> randomly owns the last, possibly the last ever worn 
23 jersey <laughs> from LeBron. It's gone from having no value to having yeah. potentially well, extreme value. <laughs> no value. Sell that shit, Booker. Um, anyway, quick, right. quick rundown your week. What have you been watching? There's a lot of sport What on. have I been watching? I've been watching a lot of – I've been trying to watch a lot of hockey. Um, really enjoy watching playoff hockey. It's um, The hockey season can be a long one, but I feel like once you get into playoffs, it's pretty good. Um, I'm a – um, a favourable Boston Bruins supporter. Um, Ooh, and they, got the Kings. Uh, well, the Kings are out as well. Um, oh, but yeah. the Bruins absolutely capitulated against uh, the New York Islanders during the week. Um, so that was a bit disappointing. But um, to be honest, Barks, it's a it's a bye week for us in, in our jobs at the AFL. So I'm, I don't know, I'm a bit, a bit happy not to watch a hell of a lot of sport this week. Yeah, yeah. True, I tried try- to watch Origin the other day and NRL that is, and it was a bit of a blowout, so I just couldn't get into it. I've never, I've probably tried to watch a couple of big games, and I've enjoyed the atmosphere, but that's about it. Like I've yeah. never tried to get into it. But the hockey at the same point as NBA with crowds, like some cities have full capacity, some don't. Yeah, I think so. I think they're just doing like uh, limited capacity around the players. Hockey's yeah, right. kind of like different anyway because they've already got those barriers, like. Up against the glass, so there's a little bit more in my head anyway. But what do I know? They're ahead of the game. They're ahead of the game. Ahead of the COVID game. Let's get into it. Oh my fucking god! What? You didn't hit record, did you? I didn't hit record. That was a good intro. Well, we're keeping (laughs) this, and we can just go (laughs) for the video for the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, not many people watch it. All right, let's. Fuck that, Michael. So quick, quick everyone, egg there. Sorry, everyone. Um, if you're watching the YouTube version of this, you'll only start getting video from this point because, uh, oh, look, it happens to the best of us, but Barksburg forgot to press record. Trust us. That was a great intro chat. So head it to Spotify, head to Apple. We'll use this as our advantage. Jump jump yeah. onto wherever you listen to your podcast, <laughs> non-video, and enjoy it. It could anyway. be our best. We're going to jump into some content now. We're not going to try and redo that intro. <laughs> but what have you been watching this week? What have I been watching? So I'll share my screen, Jules. Yeah, um, do that. This one probably doesn't need sound, but I want to talk about interviews this week. Okay. Might sound what like a bit of a boring, talk about? bit of a boring topic, but Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Can you see that? Have I shared the right screen? Uh, yeah, I think so. Twitter? You see Twitter? Yep, I yeah, can right. see Twitter. So... Let me just move my mic over here. So, Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, NBL team, for those that don't know. I noticed during the week, um, they I think they, they try to do interviews a little differently and just in terms of where they do it. So, I saw this during the week. They are currently in Sydney, I think. They can't, can't be in Melbourne, obviously. But they did just a quick um, six-man-of-the-year nomination to three of their players just asking who they think should be the six-man. And it was done in a car, so whoever's in the front seat is just interviewing like normal. And that made me remember that during the season, I've noticed a few interviews from the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix where they try to do things a bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one was Ryan Brokoff's first game. For those that don't know, he came from the Dallas Mavs, so it's sort of a big deal. But instead of just the normal um, interview style, they're walking down the hallway pregame, sort of you bump into the opposition players. Um, they're essentially just going out to the court. But... I think what this does, Jules, and they've done it with a few other examples as well um, on the bench. Um, so, hallway bench, 
uh, two sort of examples I want to talk about. But I think this just makes it a lot more natural and comfortable for the players. And when you get comfortable, when you get comfort for the players, it equals better interviews. Um, yeah. I just think it's like a good little thing. You don't have to worry about like – so they, they do do the typical stand-up interviews where yeah, you don't yeah. see the – don't see the host. And I think there are positives and negatives. Like I don't think the walking interviews, as I'll call it, works for more serious interviews. But I just appreciate the walking down the hallway one and the bench one because we, you, I can send you the links, Jules, but they just sound a lot more comfortable. And yeah. I think we sort of we sort of just get used to what an interview is and it becomes a bit stale and a bit same-same um, when you just do these off-camera interviews and the players just sound like it. It all feels a bit rehearsed to me. Um, yeah, what do you think? Do you, are you a fan of it? Like, do you think this looks funny? I think I think what you do need is a good host, though. So not every team will have someone that's comfortable doing what this. I think his name's Sam for the Phoenix. So shout out Sam and Brock from the Phoenix, who I think are the two sort of organisers for this. But what are your thoughts? I um I like it. Um, you also need a cameraman that can walk backwards. Clearly, yes. Shout out. I think that is Brock. That he's done this well, actually. Um, <laughs> No, I I think it's really good. I I'm all for um what you said before about like making the players comfortable. I think as yeah. soon as they're comfortable and in a space that they're more comfortable in, of course you're going to get a better interview. Um, and you know what? Like change it up. It does it does make it feel more urgent to watch if it's if it's something that's like oh they're walking out to the ground now and doesn't feel like it's pre-recorded or whatnot. Like it does yeah. feel. A bit more, a bit more urgency because with a lot of interviews, like, like, let's face it, you can just sit back and like, I'll consume this whenever I want to. But like, that gives it a sense of this is happening on game day. We're ready to go. And That's a really also, good point. Um, I guess like the other thing is if he's genuinely walking out to do his warm up, it's better than pulling them aside, going, "Hey, we need five minutes." Yeah. Da 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 da. Rather than like, "Hey, you're on the way. Let's go. We can do this on the way," and that's it. And that's the other, that's the other yeah. fact. I'm glad you said that because that's the other factor as well. Like game day, you don't have to – so back to your first point, you don't have to worry about putting aside when you're going to put out this video. You do it straight away. You don't have to worry about putting overlay so it feels more natural. It feels more less rehearsed. And then to your second point, exactly, you don't have to worry about getting Ryan broke off when he arrives from America wherever he wherever he came from. Um, he's literally just part of his normal routine walking out to the court. You catch him there, put a mic on him there, and it's done. Yeah. It's just smart. I think it's very smart. Um, good use of time, good use of the environment as well because, yeah, you know, people see the the court, they see the whatever whatever the field may be, right? Like they see that so often, but taking them to the places that they're not normally I think yeah. is is quite unique. Um, even the bench as well. Yeah, like the bench even is just a seeing- cool spot. Even just seeing the players in the background, they're all and these days you got to provide by the COVID. They're all like separated. They're all doing the right yeah. thing. The host isn't in a mask, but um, even the bench, seeing the environment, the empty sort of stands and um, I guess atmosphere coming through before the game. That's it. It's a kind of um, maybe this is a good lead-on question and put you on the spot a little bit. But do you have any techniques that you kind of use to make um, plays feel a bit more comfortable when before they jump into an interview, so you do get. A little bit more free flowing conversation. Um, probably just the easy ones of like chit chat, not around what you're actually doing. So like just normal human talk about what's going on. Like um, apart from the jobs we're doing, and also just it sounds funny. Like because I was always told from the great man Strange, who sort of Strange, taught me in this out. world. 
to take as much time as possible, but I've found the better prepared you are to get your spot to put the mic on them early and just jump straight into it straight away so you don't have to stop and be like, all right, give me a second, I'm just setting up. And then the conversation just stops from the player and say the interviewer. Yeah. Um, they're probably two things that I try to do without thinking about, but I think this element of walking, uh, this is going to sound strange, but I do think walking makes yeah. you more comfortable if you don't like doing these sort of things. Yeah. It's like the old um, give a give a player whatever ball and they'll feel 10 times more yeah. comfortable because they've yeah, got something it's to do fine. with their hands. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that point though and I think um, like one of the things I've done previously is that if I know I've got to interview X person next week, let's say, I'll, um, I'll make sure to touch base with them, not about the interview, but just get some face-to-face with them like whether it's passing yeah, a good one. in the hallway, just say hello, drop them a text. Like it seems annoying, but then when you get to the point, you're like, all right. They feel like they're thing. talking yeah, to someone they know. spoken before. Yeah. Because um, that comes a- – sorry. Sorry, go on. No, I was no, going to say because that comes across in these Phoenix examples. This I think his name's Sam. I apologize if that's the wrong name. But you can tell that if that was someone that didn't know the players and the players weren't comfortable, that would come across. And these felt yeah. like – these didn't feel like that. I also think like the other, it sounds a bit creepy and creep warning, creep warning. <laughs> um, but like just check out their social media before you, you talk Have a scroll. Them. Yeah, true. And see what yeah. they've been up to. Like just make an effort to kind of like see what they've been posting on their story or what they've been following. Like you get an idea in that yeah. way. At least when you're sitting there in, in dead time, you can be like, oh, have you seen this? And like pretend you don't. No, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, don't don't be too obvious. Don't be like, oh, uh, I saw on the 23rd of April that you went to the theme park. Uh, uh, I like theme parks. Like, d- just, there's a middle ground there. But good, it's What's a good your favourite ride? Do you want to go together? <laughs> I saw also, you and your partner. I saw you and your partner uh, posing at this nice sunset on the the 8 p.m. on the 24th. <laughs> And absolutely don't rock up to where they are on their social media. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. fuck, they're here. <laughs> or, you just, or you just lie. Like, oh, I, lie. I live in Brunswick as well. We might be close. <laughs> um, anyway, that that's what I noticed during the week. And uh, shout out to the, the crew at the Phoenix because I think it's good that they're pushing the buttons and even just taking advantage of being um, away in Sydney currently in their, we'll call it a little hub, um, that the media people do travel with um, the players, so why not take that opportunity to flip the camera around and just ask them a few questions? Yeah, love Smart. it. Smart. Is it? Um, it's finals for NBL at the moment, isn't it? Yes, started uh, two nights ago. Lovely. Well, Lovely. Keep an eye on that then. So uh, try to beat that, Julian. Bring it on, Michael. 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 My turn to share the screen, eh? <laughs> All right. Let's Go see if we can it. get this working. All right, so I mentioned off the, the top of the show that I've been watching a fair bit of um, hockey lately um, and I've been focusing on the Bruins because they're my team. Um, going to do a bit of a deep dive, not this week, but I want to find out who's in charge of their social because it's got incredible theming. Like, God, I, like, use, I love their colours. Their colours are great, like, but they just play on it so well. Like They really make that yellow and black stand out against that white um yeah which it could be a lesson for the tigers um <laughs> ooh. you're right though um, like everything everything pops like the yellow helps but they've obviously it's almost yeah. like the 
they want it like just scrolling this. They want they're already one of those brands that you look at it straight away, and you can. I know this sounds stupid because it's their branding and it's their logo and half things, but you can tell it's the same sort of people that are putting these together. Yeah, yeah, it, it feels very much like um, consistent, which is is cool. Um, for for those just listening and not watching uh, YouTube, we're just having a scroll through the Broths and Bruins Instagram page and what they've done with a lot of their graphics. They desaturate the player and they make the yellow on the uniforms really. Uh, stand out basically um two things i want to call out and i tweeted a, i posted one of these in our story on social media but the game day graphic um oh a bit of sound going on there but like really cool animation for their game day graphic it's um, insane everything's I, moving everything's moving so just animated in like the bear in the the Bruin, I should say. I think a Bruin's a bear. Anyway, um, the bear and their logo is like animated and screaming, and there's this big roar that comes up. Nothing like crazy. I mean, it is it's a cool animation, but it's just really well put together. Um, so I want to start off with this, Barks. I know we toyed with the idea of game day graphics being animated at the start of this year for Carlton, and we kind of leaned away from it. Um, Essendon does some slide animation on theirs. It's one of the teams that I know in the AFL that does it. But what are your thoughts? Is it is it too much for a game day graphic, or do you think it's it's something that more clubs will start to do now to as a point of differentiation? I think it's like I do think it has its positives and negatives. Like I think I personally just admire it. Like I really enjoy it. I don't know if using the same like if you saw that every game say they say they're in a playoff series and every second day you're seeing this or every third day i don't know if it becomes too repetitive but then again like i don't know like that main picture is the main focus if you change that then the whole sort of look might change i don't yeah. know it it really depends how much they're changing um and how difficult it is to change because that's the that's the other thing my mind shadow goes to look. i think it's pretty much the same every time yeah but like counteract that right like we don't change our game day graphics every week so do people get sick of no so i don't know i I think it like i think it brings the information together in like a really kind of cool way um yeah it also i'm not listening to it with the sound but i think you you tweeted about this during the week i think it brings that energy Mm. with the sound and the movement so like you you sort of want to bring excitement um to game day obviously and something that this does that still graphics don't do don't yeah. do is bring that sort of energy to a post maybe it's one of those things that will just become like or maybe it's good for special rounds rather than every week like you look at your theme rounds or when you do make playoffs or finals yeah. and you go this is when i'm going to put a bit more effort into what i'm doing what I will say, last point on this, if you're moving on to something else, but mm. last point on this, sometimes it's who. It's, I'm just going to be blunt. Who cares about if it's repetitive or if it works or doesn't? What I like is that someone clearly, the the designer or the designers of this have clearly pushed their, uh, not pushed their limits, but they've just had fun with it and tested what works. And like if that, at the end of the day, if that makes them sort of think, shit, this looks good, then who cares? Like it's worth All it. for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Like. There's a point where, like, if, if they've got the template right and each week it's literally just changing a couple of pictures, that, yeah. that's no different to anything else, like, in my head anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that that was really cool. Um, the other thing that they did, um, and so before each playoff game, the Bruins made this small hype video 
um, which encapsulated a couple of things. Like it had some highlights from the the game before, had like a, a brief summary of what happened. And like it, it was a state of play basically. It's like this is where we left off. This is the things to look forward to. This is where we're playing, da-da-da-da-da. And for this particular one, I believe they were going back to TD Garden, which is their home rink. Um, so they focus around the fans coming back and supporting the Bruins. So give it a watch, Barks, and um, okay. let me know what you think. A few moments later. I thought it was a bit of um, like a fucking, no, what's like a war movie at the start with that <laughs> soundtrack. It's very dramatic, very heavy. Um, they've clearly gone down the path of we're going into battle type of yes. <laughs> yes. Um, theming, which is fine. Like it's playoffs, right? Like got to have a bit of energy about it. Um, I just think it's it's a good use of obviously on a game day, and you know more than me, but you get all this footage behind the scenes that you just never fucking use. Yeah. And they've just pieced it together in this nice little, um, I don't know, 30-second to 40-second clip that yeah. gets people in the mood, reminds them why they're coming to the game. And I don't know, if I watched that before a game, I'd be pretty hyped. Yeah. No, I, I liked it. I think um, my favourite bits, like you said, are, are, will – they are and they always will be the vision that they capture. So, like, mm. I think I'd assume hockey would have the um, videographer's courtside because I think you could make this a lot more personal, even though some of the sh- shots from the broadcast are very cool and very yeah. good that you wouldn't get from your camera. I would have loved to see if they had any vision exactly the same but just replace it with your vision from courtside or ringside or whatever they call it. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not too sure. Um, maybe they're under, like, similar restrictions where they can only – film a certain amount but um i guess it's i think it's similar to basketball if i'm not incorrect where they you know at basketball you can have your own commentators like the, oh the like Hornets home have, yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, have yeah. Their own. i think it's that and that's where you get that great commentary from yeah um, then that's a very good point because that brings the whole you are part of the bruins like it's not yeah. just a random espn commentator exactly yeah um but yeah i i think the my only um my only thing with that would be like they're doing it for seven games every two days or something. Ah, like that. Yeah, so I just yeah. might get a bit, bit too much. But um, I guess I like I like the energy it brings. Yeah, I like the like like you said, repurposing game day footage is I think it's worthwhile because as you said, some of it just gets lost. But yeah, maybe you could simplify this and literally make it a ten second video of quick, quick cuts of the only your purely your footage. Yeah, that's a good point. And maybe they, maybe that's something they'll, once they listen to our show, they'll be like, oh, <laughs> they'll do. Right. Barks, that's where we leave it. I've got two small other bits of content I would like to to make mention of. Um, oh, you better, buddy, get on with it then. Okay, mate. Barks, I don't know how much TikTok you watch or you've been watching lately. Can you give me an indication? <laughs> I was gonna say are you pausing for an answer. Um, on average, maybe. Okay, look, you're taking too long. Fifteen have you, have, to have you half seen an hour. The, the Adult Swim soundtrack that's been trending. No. Okay, so background to this for anyone that's like Barks and not like myself and spends an hour a day on TikTok has some self control. Um, Adult Swim was the like. After Cartoon Network finished back in the day, it would have this switch and it would go to Adult Swim, which was when cartoons like Family Guy um, 
and that would start playing on the channel. So it was like adults cartoons, not like fucking drawn porn, like just adult cartoons, right? Jesus. So on TikTok at the moment, there's this massive trend where people are like doing these these videos and with like a few little comments and they're going, uh, you know, like motivational comments like not everything is what it seems and then they do some sort of transition and the little adult swim logo pops up which is square brackets as basically okay. a lot of creativity at the moment now normally barks i fucking hate politics i think they're the dumbest idiots in the world but i've got to give a shout out here because the australian labor party and whoever is in charge of their tiktok has nailed this because they've jumped on this trend and I'm going to share my screen now. Um, the usual part of me would complain about this, turning this podcast into a politician show, a politics show, but um, hey, it's called The Content Catch-Up. So It's called The Content Catch-Up. Barks, I think you need to watch this with sound on as well so you get a full okay. appreciation of what the sound is because it's a good song. Um, okay, okay. I just think it's a very clever way to jump on a trend. I know... Oh, it's like, yeah, just watch it. I'll give it a watch. Now, for everyone watching at home, we'll, we'll put the link in our content spreadsheet with a a non-sport kind of bold colour. But I would hate, like I said, no political affiliation to this, but I really appreciate brand, sports, teams, whatever, that can communicate to a different audience in the way that they're currently communicating and i think this simplifies the message enough while also like poking fun at a trend so yeah to me regardless of what the content is smart execution i agree i would not have known what that would have been about and i would definitely not have watched it if you didn't link me that but as you said it's 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 about being switched on and uh around what the current trends are so well done and a hundred thousand views if you don't mind so um that also helps. It's funny that a, a, a politics party or politicians are on TikTok though, just as a just as a clean slate. That's quite funny. Well, it's I guess I have to bloody, be. Um, Gladys Berig, whatever her name is, bad tweet of watching Origin four hours before the fucking game starts. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> do you, do you? I don't know much about NRL. Anyway, it's on Twitter. It's like. I would love to see your Twitter algorithm one day because yours must be just like you and Darren talking to each other and that's all you say. <laughs> he can talk. You and you and Rose commenting the same shit on every tweet. Just let me be. Let me tweet. Let, hashtag let me tweet. I, I tweeted this the other day at Barks, but it's it's amazing. Like the world could be burning down and I do really appreciate this. Like there could be a grade five hurricane outside the door, but as long there as was. the basketball was <laughs> on, you and Darren would just be tweeting about that and that's it. As I said to you in response, perspective is, perspective is everything. And if you don't have that side interest slash passion, then, you know, it's it's good to have one is all I'm saying. But thank you. I'll take it you're as a compliment. Welcome. All right. Last one I'm going to bring up and then we'll get on with life. But- your content has been going for three hours. I'm going to have to break up this um, recording. I'll just break up. Well, Get, get on with it. Seriously, get on with it. Here we go. <laughs> Our friends at Miami Marlins, just a nice little video. Hey Siri, take us to the Marlins game. Is the is the quote, and my series just gone off. But just a like <laughs> nice little edit to get people to excited about going to the the game again. Bit of bit of action, and then some crowd shots, some celebrations, personality. 
quick little edit. I think it's just well executed. That's all I wanted to say about that. Yeah, nice. From what I can see, there's plenty, uh, plenty of skill in that edit. Yeah, well a done. bit of it. Well done, Miami. For everything. And that's it, Barks. Now you can stop whinging about me talking about content. And on, hold on, let me just check the show title on the content fucking catcher. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And there's something about starting with a phone or Google page that gets people intrigued. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. For content, like it's if you start with something that people, isn't it? Yeah, but it, like a trend that's been around for a while, in my humble opinion. Speaking of trends, uh, a very trendy, trendy bloke by the name of Edwin runs the social sandwich and he has a segment on this show called Easy Eddie's Tips and we're going to go cut to another one that we haven't seen. But, Jules, this week we're talking a bit about unique voice on socials and a bit of brand personality, aren't we? Because he actually had a dig at us during the week. Um, I think I tweeted from our account saying that what I do, I tweeted from my perspective saying I'm this or my view on this is da-da-da and he basically said we shouldn't be talking like that. So, sorry, Edwin. Well, he, it's, um, he's gone for an interesting look here in, in this one. I think he's actually wearing too many layers. a, a oh. T-shirt, a jumper, then his, like, party shirt on top, which is signature Edwin, but then a beanie as well. What's going on here, mate? We need to talk <laughs> yeah, about true. this. What are you? You're I'll talk about this. Let's have a look. <laughs> that's true. What, yeah, like what's his temperature in the room? Anyway, let's, I don't know. let's, let's have a watch. Let's give it a watch and we'll respond. G'day, fellas. Edwin here from The Social Sandwich for another just a bit of a conversation started this week. Um for me, I love when brands show a bit of personality. Um, I've been tweeting about it a bit lately, just kind of trying to highlight how it's a good way for, you know, to get engagement is by, by showing some personality, by being funny, even. I think funny is such a good way to, to get likes and it's just such an easy win. Um, but I think the question that I've got is how far is too far? Um, you know, is it, if you're a brand, are you talking about the person behind the brand, the person managing the, the account? I think, there's definitely a line between showing some personality um, and going, you know, a bit more into I'm the I'm the social media manager. I'm making a joke because I'm going on leave or, or whatever. Versus making it all about the the social media producer. So I just want to know like what you guys kind of do and um, you know running a team page or, or a brand page. How how personalized do you go and how important do you think using a bit of humor is for for brands? Cheers. Gee, that was a nice one. Thanks, Edwin. Very really cheery good. this morning. Yeah, yeah cheery this morning, not, but not a fucking grumpy bastard like normally. <laughs> you think everyone's grumpy? Nah, I love Edwin. All right. So what he's getting at there is the balance of the person behind the account slash remembering you are the account, like you're talking on behalf of a sport team or brand. And he wanted to know from us, our perspective. Um, how we how balance fast it too far, yeah. or how far is too far? Yes, I think the the obvious answer that pops into my head as like too far. Um, Harvey Norman when they were they went the social media manager went rogue and was just like tweeting oh, back at people and responding. At, like, yeah, yeah, um, that's definitely too far. Like, yes, that's not helpful for anyone. But um, I think like it's probably just. Oh, opinion, and I guess that's why I asked for our bloody opinion. But I, I feel like I ha- can't remember a time where I've disagreed with a bit of humor too, too, like or too often. So I think if you're gonna 
mm. personalize it and maybe bring it back to the social media manager. More often or not, I personally can appreciate that. But again, there obviously I have been times where it doesn't go too well. I think like um, the point with with that might be like, yeah, what you and I find funny is completely different. Yeah, so it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, but then like do you then maybe come up with a a personality for the brand of like what the brand finds funny rather than letting your social media manager dictate, all right, this is funny because I think it's funny or like being a smart ass is funny because I think it's funny. Whereas like it might not resonate well with your your fan base either and maybe that's something you need to take into consideration. So you decide with everyone that's managing the account what what is our sense of humor, even if it might not be Michael's sense of humor. What is yeah. our sense of humor? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And I think that also then takes it a little bit out of the hands of the the social media manager as an individual to like always be funny. If you have a group of people that work on things, and it's it's like okay, we know that we're going to play in this space. Like when someone tweets at us, we're going to tweet back with mm. emojis or like a gif or whatever it might be. Um, and make that effort as opposed to like trying to go out of our way to be funny as well, yeah. I think. Like that's the other thing. It's a really hard one actually, like when like just the balance of it because like one day it might be the game day and you're smashing a team by 50 points and you're having the time of your life, you're tweeting whatever, you might be like, oh, hmm. you're just like trying to get engagement from fans and then the next something terrible might happen and you might have to be like club statement, da-da-da, exactly, it's fine. Yeah. Like it's so tricky. I think that's where um, the good teams are really good about it. And it, and it's hard. Like it takes, it must, it does take a lot of work to get to the point where your fans know that regardless of the result, regardless of what's happening on field, this is your tone. This is your voice. This is what's going to happen. And going back to, I think we spoke about it like in one of our first episodes, but the Miami Marlins have got that. Like, yeah. And Phoenix Suns, that. I think the Phoenix Suns as well. Like they've got that, like, all right, where, going to be funny regardless of what's happening on the field and expect yeah. that from us. So, And I, re- I really like that game day. Like Miami yeah. Marlins was a good example. I think your example episode buddy three or something it was, um, was during a loss. Yeah, exactly. And handling it. Um, but yeah, you've got to be able to confidently do that and be prepared for the backlash as well a little bit. Yeah. I think. And that, and that's where maybe working as a team to define like the limits of how far you push it sometimes the, how safe you are, um, yeah, kind of comes in. I think it's one. Um, just a, it, it will always be a conversation because there's no real answer to it, and that's what's sort of intriguing about it. Um, yeah, but it's good to hear our expert analysis. Um, analysis, analysis, Edwin, analyst, <laughs> analyst. analyst. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was going um, with analysis from Edwin, but I forgot that part. But again, um, so Edwin has a lot of good tips, and if you're not already following him. Um, make sure you do he at social sandwich or just search social sandwich across Instagram um, and Twitter. And he also has, um, he runs little classes for anyone that's interested in learning a little bit more about social media and you'll find all those links um, on his channel. So make sure you do check him out. We do fight a lot with Edwin on social media. You'll see that, um, but he, he's got a lot of good knowledge that you should tap into. So make sure you do. It's part of his brand's voice, if you will. Yeah. And Edwin, if you're listening to if you're listening to this, um, turn the heater on or turn it off. <laughs> make a decision. Um, wear the party shirt, but maybe turn the heater off a bit more if you want to wear it. 
Um, but thank you, apart from that. All right, Bucks. I think you're up. All right. Your time to shine. So back to back. Who what do you got? Um, I, well, I didn't have any. No, I don't have a great story for the egg of the week. Um, no, I can do better than that. Hang on. Give me a second. No, I don't. All right, everyone. I'm just going to jump straight into it because it's our favourite segment. So, egg of the no, what, what are we going to say, Jules? I don't know. Let me have tell you, you got something? I, let me tell Maybe you. Maybe intro. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> You're better at these. Let me, let me tell you. So, obviously, we've been in lockdown here in Melbourne, and that means we've gone from a 5K radius to then a 10K radius. Been doing a lot of walking um, around Coburg. You might have seen me. Shout, shout out if you do see me. But um, <laughs> one of my neighbours I've discovered um, has a front yard little farm with some chickens in it, Barks. Okay. So the other day I jumped the fence and I got myself some... Egg of the week. Eggs of the week. Did you steal some eggs from the chickens? I call it borrowing. Okay. We've got ch- chickens next door, actually, so Keith? I'm over to get Does some Keith myself. chickens? No, uh, sorry, behind us. you got to stop talking about Keith. I've never met him. Anyway, we're getting off topic here. Um, anyway, do you want to go first for your egg of the week? Yeah, I bloody want to go first. Um, I don't know if we've got the same one here. Did you also have Cripsy's one? No, no, no. I've okay. literally put mine in the fucking run sheet. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you do, actually. All right, my egg of the week um, submitted by Cripsy. Cripsy. The great man. Great follow him man. on Twitch. Follow him everywhere. Just a good man. Um, he sent this to our sc- share screen. 360, Fox Footy 360. So, um, bit of a funny snippet here. In fact, you've watched this, haven't you, Jules? No, I haven't, so I might bring it up. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, we'll go to our, go to your mentions in Twitter and give it a watch. Yeah. But background. My phone. My okay. Background listeners, um, Fox Footy 360 show. Um, David King is trying to give us an example of how even the top eight are uh, this year in the AFL. Sides and he basically gives us a funny stat, which um, he explains in this on Twitter because someone sort of adds him and gets him to explain it because everyone's having a laugh at his expense. But he basically says that um, for the times that the top eight teams have played each other, um, the record is 18-18. And basically, unless there's a draw, it can't not be equal. Um, And he's just misworded a bit because the the hosts sort of go along with him and I think Robbo, not that that's saying much, is... Uh, he responds saying, um, oh, when you say it like that, that's that's incredible how even the competition is, but we'll give it a listen. But if you look at top eight teams amongst themselves, so top eight v top eight, so they're the games that we're, we're hanging out for, we're craving for Friday night footy again this week. So top eight v top eight, it's 18 wins, 18 losses. So they are the 50-50 games that we've been talking about. Now, even to season when yeah. you say it like that. Well, you- <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> So basically, it doesn't matter how many times teams play as each other. One is one is a winner, one is a loser. So obviously, it has to be equal. <laughs> That's nearly as bad as you when you were trying to introduce Jenna and you were like, five years ago to the day yesterday, ten years. See, I was I was saying to her, we're trying to figure out how I could have worded it, and I should have just said five days ago was the the ten year anniversary, the ten year anniversary, or the decade ago, yeah. Anyway, okay. don't bring this back on me. That that's a pretty funny. That's snippet. a good one. Thanks, Cripsy. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Cripsy. 
Um, all right, now for my egg of the week. I'll stop sharing the screen. Sorry, we're staying in. Um, have you noticed little birds joined the conversation? My little co-host. He's been, he's been there a while. What's he staring at? Uh, the the uh, Adobe Audition recording sparks oh, going up that. and down. Bernie, good boy. Um, all right, so <laughs> my um my egg of the week is I'm gonna make sure it. We're staying in Australian journal. Well, I use journalism very loosely here because I don't think this peanut's a fucking journalist. I think he's just an idiot with a, a Twitter account. Andrew Bogut. Barks? Well, he's not Good a journalist. Have- he's a fucking former professional basketball player. He's a podcast now. So, good basketballer. We're, we're not going to take that for him. But um, earlier this week, Victoria came out of lockdown and obviously the Melbourne um, – or the city is in different restrictions to regional Victoria due to the amount of cases and whatnot. And Andrew Bogart tweeted this. Only in Victoria can you go to a bottle shop, buy booze, then walk into a government-run injecting facility, shoot up and finish up in a brothel whilst at the same time being forbidden from visiting your friends and families or going to the gym. Now, none of this is fucking correct. Like... (laughs) So, gyms and brothels, I believe, were open in regional Victoria because their restrictions are completely lessened. But in Melbourne, that's not the case. Like, brothels, gyms, yeah. I think nightclubs are still closed, whatever it might be. And I'm just thinking, you're an egg because you're flooding the internet with incorrect information and people who aren't willing to go out and do their own research are going to think that that's gospel and you're just going to cause more trouble. So, yeah. yeah. That's what I don't get with people like Andrew Bogart. Like he, I feel like he just tweets and I think he, he'd happily say this um, to whoever asked him, but I feel like he just likes causing a stir on Twitter. But I don't get that because it's a good point that the people with a platform like Bogart has, mm. if he says stuff like that, then people are just going to believe it anyway and just, carry on so yeah fair enough you could probably find something weekly from mr bogut twig he's um yeah i just think i think like people just gotta be more careful with shit like that yeah um nothing to do with that jules you know uh, andrew bogut was the first person to start his own podcast to announce his own retirement that doesn't surprise me because probably (laughs) fucking cared well they did but yeah it's just interesting interesting little thing from mr bogut um, I don't know why I keep calling him Mr. Bogut. I don't know either. Anyway. You, you're trying to suck up to him or something. Nah, suck an egg. All right. Suck an egg. We got a boss? You got a boss? What's that? I've got a I actually, we, we sort of introduced an egg boss last week and I'm going to go down that same path. So I'm sort of bossing Nikola Jokic for winning MVP during the week. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. Was that completely yeah. out of left field? No, no, he's the favourite. Um. Um, so Nikola Jokic was picked picked number 41st overall in the draft, whenever he was drafted, which is pretty bloody impressive. I think it must be a record of being drafted that low and winning an MVP. But um, someone put out during the week, and it's a bit of a boss to Jokic, but it's a bit of an egg because he was actually drafted so low that he was drafted during a Taco Bell commercial. <laughs> so if you're getting to see it down the bottom, Nuggets current selection, this is live, like when it happened, Nikola Jokic. There you go. He's picked so low that there was a buddy food ad on. So 
don't know what you want to call that, Jules. Jules Boss Egg, but Taco of the I week. thought I thought it was quite funny. <laughs> taco I think that's week. great. Also, what the hell do Americans eat? Was that a taco wrapped in another taco? Um, it's a funny the attention, the detail you pay attention to, but uh, I think so. It looks like it, yes. It doesn't really surprise me. There's some. Bi- it's like a bigger taco in a taco. Fucking Americans, man. Well, since we're going egg boss, I've got egg boss for you. Let me well, bring okay. up my screen. One of my favorite. So we're gonna have at the moment. Sorry, so we're gonna have to have egg of the week, boss of the week, and then egg boss of the week, and then boss egg of the week. No, let's not complicate <laughs> it. God. Just, <laughs> you would. All right. Um, Tom Brown translator, one of my favorite things. So <laughs> Tom Brown, God bless him, your mate. This is the egg part of it. Bit close to home, this tweet. Tom Brown, former Collingwood football boss, Jeff Walsh. For, sorry, this is a thread of tweets. Actually, it's not a thread because Tom Brown doesn't know how to make threads on Twitter. That's a that's another thing. So Tom Brown's done four tweets in the space of four minutes. And here they are. Starts off with, Jeff Walsh will be on Blues Review. Another tweet. Matthew Pavlich will also be on the Carlton panel and Graham Lowe. Full stop. More. Third tweet. <laughs> Walsh, Pavlich and Lowe will join incoming president Luke Sayers. Full stop. And the final tweet. Former Collingwood football boss Jeff Walsh, former dogs <laughs> <Dogswood laughs> boss Graham Lowe, Fremantle great Matthew Pavlich and incoming, incoming president Luke Sayers will conduct the Blues football review. He's wrapped it all up in he's one to finish it off. He's got bang. <laughs> it's like... He's like he's copying and pasting text messages as he receives them, tweeting them and going, yeah, oh, fuck, there's more. Oh, fuck, there's more. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so yeah. an egg there. But then Tom Brown translators screenshot this with the perfect amount of like uh, like showing their time on this. Yeah. And it's just like, Siri, what's Tom Brown like? <laughs> he's it's an just, interesting man. He's an he? interesting man. So a slight egg boss, but Tom Brown translator, you're my boss of the week because you're just the funniest profile. <laughs> what, have I, what have they said about that um, video? Scroll uh, There's a lot of TV oh, no. and Kingy stat here, but even more in TV. Oh, Robert's <laughs> Robert's yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, fair enough. Yeah, but anyway, um, All right. that's my boss of the week. Thank you for bringing that to the table. Okay, guys, wrap it up. That about does us, everyone. Yeah. Um, Pleasure, pleasure being with you on this Saturday morning, and I hope everyone's doing well. Like in Victoria, get out of lockdown and you know try to f- refine, refine yourself. Um, do you like that? That's very, very nice touch. Are we going to add that to live in the grey as motivational chat? Yeah, we can. But um, I don't know. What I was going to say thanks, Bernie. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Bernie, you've been great. You've been on the show for about fifteen minutes straight now, so I appreciate your support, and we appreciate everyone's support. Throughout the week, find us on socials, YouTube, whatever you want. All right. All right. Goodbye. Yeah, everyone, make sure. And also make sure you follow Edwin on social media. That's my last point. Yeah. Yeah, I guess or so. Or don't. All right. Okay. Goodbye. Bye.